The presenting sponsor for On Education is Schoology. Schoology is not only the best learning management system, it's also a community of lifelong learners. There are so many things to love about Schoology, but my favorite is the company's passion to connect with their teachers and students to deliver the best product possible. If you want to learn more about Schoology and how they can help you advance what's possible, visit Schoology.com. That's hard. Uh, and I'm, I'm not good at self-restraint, if you haven't noticed. Welcome to On Education. I'm Mike Washburn. And I'm Glenn Irvin. Friends, we have an awesome pod for you today. We will discuss designing a public school from scratch, why the discussion of mental health is critical in the teaching profession, and our amazing guests this week are Sean and Devin Young, the creators of Classcraft. So you went to the movies last night, right? It was family movie night. We don't do that very often, so it was pretty cool. Uh-huh. And uh, we went and saw the house with a clock in its walls. I hadn't even seen any previews, which I think is good. I, I hate previews because they ruin so much nowadays. Uh, to the, well, they put all the best parts in there. Yeah, though. I hate that. So the, the reason why I was kind of ex- – or I was excited about going to it is just because it had Jack Black in it, of course. <laughs> Which he's one of my favorite actors right now, currently, as far as in movies. He's hilarious. Yes. I, uh, I, I was actually, it's funny that you mentioned Jack Black because I was watching, um, uh, I was kind of, I got into a deep dive on YouTube last night, which is always dangerous. But I ended up on the, have you ever watched these videos of people eating chicken wings? Hot, <laughs> no. It's called hot, it's called hot ones. Okay. <laughs> it's an interview. It's a little interview show. It's about 15 minutes long, but they're eating chicken wings. As they talk? And Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting concept. And then what happens? <laughs> and, and they get progressively hotter and they, the guy interviews them. And they get progressively hotter, and they have to keep talking. And Jack Black and um, Kyle Gass, so Tenacious D, uh, were being interviewed. Yeah, and and it was hysterical watching them like react to how hot the wings were, especially because Jack was all swagger and like like confidence uh, at the start, and it got progressively like he he got pretty wimpy pretty quick. Uh, but it was pretty entertaining to watch. Uh, so, so I, and then he was in, was it Jumanji? The new Jumanji? Yes. Was he in that? He was excellent in that. So that was fun too. Big Jack Black fans. Big Jack Black Jack fans. Black. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. So it was a good movie? It, it was okay. Um, so <laughs> if you're going to go out and watch it with your kids, it's, it's pretty good. It was a little bit freaky for my, uh, six-year-old son. Six-year-old. Um, just cause it, it had some. You know, the, the real evil character at the end, they did a really good job with the special effects. It's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. I think actually the one of the creepiest parts was Jack Black gets turned into a baby, but he still has his Jack Black head on this baby body. Talk about a disturbing image. <laughs> so, no, I'm just it, it, it was funny, but it was also creepy. Um, but no, it's it it's really good. I would say probably. My kid is six, probably ages eight and up, unless your kids are okay with getting kind of creeped out. He was, he was okay. He was just, he said, oh, this is a little bit freaky. So too much. yeah, yeah. So it, and, it, and the movie's okay. So it's something that you could wait till it gets to Netflix to watch. <laughs> I 
head. All right. Well, speaking of freaky, I guess um, I came across this article this week and threw it threw it in our notes uh, to to try to make sure I mentioned that um, it was an article about ads um, popping up in Edmodo. So Edmodo, if you don't know, is a is a is a blogging kind of site. It's it's they try to pass it off a little bit as a learning management system, which I guess. It, it has a bit of that stuff in it too, um, uh, but it, it, in a cl- it is, like, in, a, yeah, like it a is in a learning management system. I thought. Well, I mean, because well, I used to use it before I went on to Schoology. It was my. I mean, I guess it is. Yeah. I guess yes. 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 I didn't like it very much, so I'm kind of poo pooing it. I guess, but whatever. Yeah. Um, there were ads, so they've apparently turned on ads um a little while ago first off i think the biggest context for this is that they they were out of money okay i mean they were having we talked about this yeah they, a few they months got acquired ago. by somebody right some chinese right, company and we were, they were having, yeah yeah we, we were because they were having trouble earning an income i mean it's tough these ed tech tools you know they they cost money to make but you know there are people are afraid to charge for them and you know, because then people won't use them and you got to make money somehow because you got to pay people to do it. So they, they started running ads, uh, on, on their site and they, you know, obviously this algorithm, you know, there's lots of excuses. I wouldn't use the word, I guess I just did, but you know, excuses (laughs) might not be the, the appropriate word, but there are, they, they talk about it and justify it you know, the reasons for the bad ads, like the, the e-cigarette scenario. And then there was a beer ad. So they played an um, e-cig commercial during a kid's homework. Right. And then there was a beer commercial too. (laughs) Well, it popped up as like, you know, in, in the, in spaces where there are like windows or sections, it just was one of the sections. It was on auto insert. Uh, in in into the Edmodo into their their news feed for lack of better words. Uh, one of them was a beer ad. Yeah. Um, and I mean, kids see beer ads. You know, if you watch baseball or football or whatever, sure. they're seeing ads for this stuff. But I think that the premise was that you always thought an ed education tool would not get there. I totally like, agree. That wouldn't wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's and wow. and so. You know, it's it's not a good it's not a good look, that's for sure. Gosh. And um you know, when you add that to this data breach that happened um that they announced. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. earlier in the in the spring. I mean, things are not They're not going very well in Edmodo, huh? <laughs> super good at Edmodo. It's kind of I shouldn't laugh, but it no. but it's horrible. I mean, <laughs> you I mean, it's so bad that it's funny. I guess yeah. maybe I don't know. I just don't. It's bad. Yeah, it's really you bad. can't put ads in in a learning management system. You got to figure out a different way. No. I mean, it's just especially when it runs on an algorithm that's targeting. You know? Oh my goodness! Yeah, there's just so many bad things. It's oh god. <laughs> Even this one with the Fruit Loops, like so yeah. they talk about this Fruit Loops ad, and and I mean it was because Fruit Loops was sponsoring. Um, Edmodo directly, yeah. Um, and, and they were doing like a you know a campaign 
related to to something else and and so they were running ads and people just didn't like that a a sugary cereal was running ads on edmodo okay i love fruit loops by the way so you know whatever (laughs) (laughs) i just but i get it no matter what they run though mike it's gonna be bad yeah yeah it's a lose lose you can't i can't even you know there's just so many things that are controversial these days like you just said a sugary cereal well God, that's that's out the window. You know, you can't, you can't. There's so many things you can't advertise, especially not within a, a uh, learning management system where students are going to be doing their homework at. Oh God, yeah. What? A, and don't get me wrong. If if Schoology ran ads yeah. on their newsfeed, we'd be we'd be doing the same. We'd be putting them on blast. Oh yeah, you and, can't do that. It's right. just, I mean, any right. any kind of. I, I understand the concept of it because, like you just said, they needed to find a, a revenue stream. Uh, but mm-hmm. my goodness, they should have thought that way through said, Hey, who are, who is our customers? These kids, you know, you can't, uh, yeah, uh, there's just so much there. <laughs> Feel bad for Edmodo, it's but that deal. was a bad decision by them. Uh, vaping ads. It's <laughs> uh, so bad. <laughs> it's really bad. So, so not a good look for Edmodo. We'll link the article. It was on Ed Surge. Uh, in in the show notes for you to read uh but uh you know there's lots of choices out there so yes we'll just leave it at that i guess yes. uh, uh talk talk about this this teacher mental health um subject. yeah so there was a an article and we'll make sure we link it to something called secondary traumatic stress disorder which is basically is a version of post-traumatic stress disorder which is happening uh on a very high frequent basis to educators and it has uh, very similar symptoms like withdrawing from your friends and family, unexplained irritability, anger, uh, blaming others, feeling hopeless, uh, you know, depression and a lot of things. But really what it brought to light for me as I was reading the article was one of the things that we don't like to talk about just in general, I would say as, as Americans, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure about Canadians either, but we don't like to talk about mental health uh, as far as we can't, you 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 can't talk about it publicly because I still think it feels like uh, people will uh, use it against you or they will see you as somebody weak. You know what I mean? So that, that kind of thing is still out there of, of uh, a stigma uh, of, associated with mental health. And I think that's, that's one of the things that we need to just bring out into the open and just say, Hey, it's an important thing that as educators and it, of course with our students also, that we have a, health, a mental health care readily available and that we're using it. So it's not just available for us, but that we're using it because talking to counselors and um, uh, therapists or whoever else is actually great for us to be able to go ahead. Because there's so many things that happen in such a complex profession that getting your uh, you know, mental health care in a, like for example, in a lunchroom is not really going to do it for mm-hmm. you. You're not going to be able to to do you know with cope be able to cope with certain things and so i think it's okay for us to number one to bring it out into the open and talk about it and number two to do something about it you know to actually go and go to your counselor or to a, a therapist like i said and and be able to talk out the things that just happen on a daily uh, uh basis to us as educators you know if you know what i'm talking about because the reality is that on a daily basis things are happening. Yes. I mean, this is a this is a hard, complex career that involves uh, 
a lot of different families and situations and living conditions and, you know, poverty and equality and um, segregation now even. And I mean, it's complex. It's super stressful. I mean, depending on where you're living, there might be, you might be in, you know, in places where there's violence or violence against your students. And I mean, even if it's not you specifically being affected by this, you're affected by it because your students are, I mean, most teachers are anyways. And so it's important that not just we take care of the kids, obviously we should, but that you take care of yourself too. And that you have someone to talk to um, that, that you can, you know, um, deal with the way you're handling a traumatic situation that your students are going through or whatever. Exactly. And, and I mean, this, these, these have the same symptoms as any other, you know, person that that's dealing with um, things like PS, uh, PTSD, you know, and, and all of the related symptoms that come along with that. I mean, this is, it's, it's so complex. Teaching is complex. It's hard. It's why we're, we keep saying teachers are professionals. Uh, but, uh, you definitely, we definitely need to take some time, uh, to, to talk to a professional, like a, a, a psychologist or a social worker, or even to be honest, even having a friend yeah. that you can kind of talk to. Uh, without it being like super hyper negative or like anything like that, like a mentor. Sure. These are all things that like, I, I'm a big fan of mentorship. Yeah. Where you and can, I think that and, that would be, yeah, talk it out and then it'd be a confidential yeah. kind of, uh, you know, uh, conversation. So it's not like something out in the public. Cause there's some things that you need to be able to go ahead and, and talk about and vent. And it's not only just your physical health. Cause people think about that. I think more often now, mm-hmm. They're talking, thinking about their their, pers- their their physical health, but your mental health is so important. And if you're not uh, well mentally as far as with mental health, then it's going to be hard for you to go ahead and be the best person you can be for your students. Absolutely. When we come back, uh, let's chat about how we're going – we would make the perfect school from scratch and how a district in San Diego tried to do just that. On Education is brought to you by Teacher Gaming. As a foreign language teacher, I'm so excited about Teacher Gaming's newest game edition called Influent. Influent is a video game aimed at inspiring people around the world to pick up a new language by making vocabulary acquisition and proper pronunciation a fun and rewarding experience. Players explore an interactive 3D environment filled with hundreds of collectible objects scattered throughout. I had so much fun playing this game all while learning Korean. There are 18 languages currently supported, including Spanish, French, Mandarin, and even Bulgarian. To learn more about teacher gaming and all of the awesome games that are available, visit teachergaming.com. On Education is brought to you by Classcraft. Classcraft is an amazing teaching resource created by teachers. Classcraft is dedicated to making school relevant and engaging to all of our students. Classcraft is proud to announce their Questathon quests created with shared storylines and custom illustrations to bring any subject to life. Every time a teacher downloads one of the free quests, Classcraft will add $1 to the Teachers Are Professionals Fund, which will be used to fund teacher requests to PledgeSense.com. 
To learn more about Classcraft, simply go to classcraft.com. All right, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I read an article. Actually, I read the article a couple weeks ago, and then Glenn read it this week, and we were both on the exact same page about, about it and how interesting it was. It was an article about a San Diego school that was built from scratch as almost like the perfect public school. Uh, it's such a fascinating article, eh, Glenn? Yes, super fascinating and interesting, and just the time that they took to... Uh, create all of the different elements or to bring in all of the elements of what they consider to be, you know, uh, the perfect public school. It, it's a phenomenal article to read. Um, and it's cool that it actually exists. You know, it's not just a concept. This is actually mm. in existence right now. And it's very, very interesting to hear kind of their, uh, their movement from the beginning, you know, and, and then their troubles throughout, you know, as far as like making sure that they match the right educators to this environment. And and then, uh, yeah, it's just super cool. I, I loved, they, they really detailed the process. So I liked, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about this for a second. And then I think we might chat a little bit about what we would do if we would do anything differently than what they did, but also what we would be looking for, I think, in in the perfect school. So I guess the first thing that I noticed uh, or that I thought about a lot when I was reading this article is how involved they got the community. Yes. So, you know, they had forums, they had roundtable discussions and, and stuff like that. Um, with parents and other educators and businesses even um, and ask them, you know, questions like what, what's a school mean to you? Uh, what would teachers need to do at an ideal school? Um, if school were a place where, you know, so-and-so happened, what would it look like? Um, without, you know, limiting. I, I like, I like that because I try to do that in my class too. The idea of, you know, not putting limits on people's initial, at least their initial ideas, right? Yeah, dream big and and, and yeah. say, there are no limits. What would you do? It's so awesome. Right, right. In the perfect world, what would you guys do? And then they literally, they built a building that encompassed all of these ideas, flexible seating, which we've talked a bit yes. about glass walls, which I loved. And actually there's a school in Barrie where I live. And I was driving by it yesterday with, with Cheryl. And I, I noticed maybe for the first time that it had like these really gorgeous glass walls upstairs. Um, Cause you could like, and they were the outer walls and you could really see them. And I was like, man, that that's so nice. Um, to allow even like the lighting and, and, uh, but the openness uh, between the classrooms, um, writable surfaces, which I love. I love that idea. Um, right. Um, easy to move furniture. So many awesome ideas, right? Yeah. I mean, the, it reminded me of there's a lot of construction that's taking place in new schools now. And they're, they're mm -hmm. using these concepts, like the idea of being transparent and open. You know, that, that whole glass walls thing is basically say, hey, come on into my classroom. There's amazing things going on. Um, and, and to not place the physical border of a wall uh, creates that silo feeling. You know what I mean? So it's it, it, yeah. and this is kind of the the architectural design of, of how to make that not happen. 
you know, as far as in a physical environment. So, so awesome. And then they renamed um, everything. I love that. So, so I thought this was interesting. I, they named the school. It's, it's, it's a campus. Um, they, they, I'm trying to find and I, and I should have wrote it down what they called the teachers. Do you remember what they called? Oh yes. It was something here. It is teachers. Teachers are called learning experience designers, learning experience designers, LEDs, <laughs> which is, a, which, a, which is a little <laughs> weird, I guess, but maybe just uh, classrooms are called studios. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> classroom classrooms are called studios. Cool. And the library is the loft, which I actually don't mind. There was a room in a, when I did my student teaching, there was a room that they called the loft at, at, at this one school that I was at where they had like a, a Wii and they were doing like just dance and stuff like that. And they, they did it in the loft. Nice. So I think that kids like very that famous too, bookstore that, in Denver called the loft too. <laughs> what do you think of learning experience design? I don't like that name, but uh, I would be for the idea of saying, we're going to not only call you something else besides teacher, you know, uh, because what you're doing is something that much more, uh, you know, it's that much different, um, you know, facilitator, you know, that kind of stuff. I've heard of that concept too, as far as in different places. Yes. That just seems wordy learning experience designer. What do they call them? LEDs. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> I was like LEDs. It's like the light bulbs. <laughs> um, the front office is called the Welcome Center. Nice. That's, I love I, that. I don't have a problem with that. I guess. So I, I like the the renaming of some of the things that are, is pretty interesting. Um, they still call the principal the principal. It seems um, because they refer to him as a principal in this article, at least. Um, the real, what else the is really cool, cool about part this? was that the explorations concept where you have these four to six week electives and they're voted on by students and they basically go into students and teachers passions and then they use those to be able to go ahead and create a course that's four to six weeks. Imagine that. That's so awesome. So beyond almost like a genius hour. Kind yeah, of thing. big time. And, and that and then of a specific concept, whether there be photography or foreign languages or imagine like a, just a class on game design, you know, a six week course, intense course on game design or whatever it might be. It's gosh, I, I think there would be some really, really cool things that people could really explore uh, or your students could explore. And then your teachers could get pa- re kind of reinvigorated, you know, to not only you know, we all teach in our content area, but then there's all these other things that are our passions too. And and could we go ahead and create a course of that? Uh, and that, that would be just a cool concept. Especially if you could collaborate with other, like make it multi yeah. interdisciplinary, co-teach right? something. Oh my gosh. That's, that's mm-hmm. such a good idea. It, it wasn't all rainbows and sunshine no. though. Um, I like that. They talk about the bad things too, about, how a hundred families left the first year they, and and I, I mean, I understand this actually quite a bit because I'm coming from a situation where um, some of this kind of resonates the idea that, that some families aren't comfortable with the idea that, well, grading is important to them. The grades are, the grades matter and they, they really take pride in that, whatever that number is. Or that letter. Yeah, it's a cultural thing. And you, I mean, it's basically sure. you're, you're really pushing the boundaries of what school is, the concept, including grading, which that's such a huge uh, – people don't understand that. It's not just in 
it happens within the school environment, but our communities, they have something attached to that because you grew up and this is kind of like, we, we, we need those things. The, the 4.0 yeah. scale, the valedictorians, the hundred point scale, the ABCD kind of grading. And then when we talk about things, they say, we're going to scrap all that. And we're actually going to just say, Hey, mm-hmm. kids are mastering a specific skill. And then that's how we're going to go ahead and measure things. And we're not going to just we're going to avoid the, those, those, you know, the traditional kind of things. And, and, and that definitely rubs people the wrong way. I love it. I love the, I, so, so if I was taking parts of yeah, this, what would you do? I love the redefinition of, you know, what do you want to get out of this? When you leave, do you care? Like, do you want a number? Do you want a letter? Uh, or do you want like a meaningful, deep learning experience? Like, and, and I guess the argument would be the say that you can have both, but I think that we know enough now to know that when a number or letter drives the, the outcome, the outcome is different yes. than if there's just the outcome, the desired outcome is a meaningful learning experience. Um, we know enough now to know that, those are two different situations. So I love the idea of ditching the grades, I, I think so. ditching the, the report card, or at least in the format that we always associate, you know, with the hundred, the out of a hundred for every subject. Uh, it would be really cool to, to be able to have teachers write, you know, a paragraph about each student every term. Yeah. Or have a video and be open to, you know, a, a, like a, like a, right. uh, a vlog, even, you know, you're like recording yourself sure. and you get to personally talk about that kid. I mean, look into the camera and then the teacher and the student really gets to see what you feel like, you know, cause sometimes when you write something out, you don't get that emotion, you know, you know what I mean? And, and of course you could script something out too, but I, I thought I was like, you know, that personal connection as far as that goes too, but you're right. It needs to be much more than a letter. Right. Yeah. And you can see when you, when you see, you know, when you have a level of transparency that, that is associated with using good tech tools and stuff like that, good learning management system, parents still will be able to see, you know, that learning is happening and that results are happening and that, um, comprehension is, is high and, and retainment is high. Um, so, I mean, you don't need a letter or number to tell you that if you have the right tools in place to uh, uh, give parents in particular, a window into what's going on in the classroom. Yes. Two things that I thought of one, I really like the concept that they presented of eliminating grades. Like I'm not talking about grades, Mm -hmm. like a hundred percent, the ABC, I'm talking about grade levels. Let's call them levels. So like third grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Right. Cause I have, cause I have a sixth grader who uh, on certain content areas needs to be pushed and challenged and he's ready for those things uh, and will not be pushed and challenged because of we're containing him within what his sixth grader is, you know? And and so, and the same thing goes for any other students that are, you have such a wide range of skills and abilities on a variety of different uh, content areas. So, why right. not be able to go ahead and, and, and push further ahead if you're there and you're ready for it, or it's okay for you to go ahead and 
not have to be there because you haven't mastered these specific skills, whatever those skills actually might be. And then the second concept that I was thinking of uh, is I'm always thinking about like uh, throwing away, like you just said, the grades, you know, the 100%, those things and replacing it with a specific skills that you've actually attained you know, related to like badging or micro-credentialing. And then those specific skills would then transfer to your secondary school, whether it be at a middle school or a high school, whatever you were actually at. And then those skills would also carry forward at uh, university level and at jobs. So you're like building up these uh, different types of skills and not just like academic skills, but, you know, we talk about like, there's all of these types of skills that we learn at school collaboration, mm-hmm. uh, things to be able to go ahead and, and work well together, you know, as far as in, in, in groups, uh, 21st, 21st century skills. skills, creativity, you know, and you're, and there's different yeah. varying levels of that too. And we know that yeah. as teachers, we're like, okay, this you're, you're like at the beginning level of this and you've, you've demonstrated yes, through artifacts that yes, you have this specific skill, but there's like, let's say there's 10 levels of creativity that you can go through all having a variety of different uh, content associated with it and demonstrating, yes, you're doing that. And then you go in into the real world uh, workforce or at university level, and you already have those artifacts associated with those 21st century skills. I mean, that's yeah. the rock. I think that's the complete redesign yeah. of, of schools. And you mentioned badging yes. and achievements. I think, I think, I mean, if, if you, when you, combine you know a good learning management system that has a window into the classroom with you know a a system for achievements or or micro credentials for for certain uh meeting certain benchmarks uh, of some sort i i love that i i and kids would find that way more engaging super powerful than right Right. Yes. And I think, yeah, and the, your parents would buy into it just that at the initial process, like they say, a hundred families left this thing. It's just, it's a little scary. You know, it's like, you're the, you're the, uh, uh, you know, the lab rats there, you know, and, and right. so you have to kind of go through the growing pains of, of, of a, of a completely new system and rethinking it. But man, mm-hmm. it could be awesome. I mean, that's, and I really like that they, Started from scratch, even had a building design, and then and then went for it, and then they're they're actually exist right now. That would be a cool field trip for me and you. It would be fun. <laughs> I would love to Let's see that. Let's go to place. San Diego I, I and think... check out this school because I mean, oh. this has got to be an, and just spend a few days there, you know, and just really take in, oh. uh, you know, what's happening there, kind of where where they're really pushing the boundaries of what you know, whatever traditional education is. What a great Let's idea, Glenn. Field trip. <laughs> oh, boy. Now you got me really thinking. Uh, so we're going to put this article in the show notes, and, and we'd love to hear from you. So, I mean, if you have ideas on what you would do if you were creating the perfect school. Hey, and if you have a couple million or $20, you know, let's make the perfect school together. We'll do that. We'll make a couple let's of them. That would be fun. Let's put that up on Pledge Sense. You think that would get uh, a funding funding goal? <laughs> under twenty million twenty million dollars. I don't know what the goal would be. We're gonna build the Mike and Glenn are gonna build the perfect elementary yeah, school. I have some people perfect ready to hire too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we yes, all we do. do. We, I mean, the teachers would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> 
We would not have a problem with that. Uh, anyways, super fun. Uh, when we come back, we are going to be joined by Sean and Devin Young from Classcraft. So stay tuned. On Education is brought to you by Project Pals. Project-based learning has come a long way since poster boards and paper cutouts. Digital platforms like Project Pals have cut teacher prep time in half to allow more time for research and learning. They can either choose from the dozens of projects available in the catalog or create a tailored project from scratch. Project Pals multi-purpose platform allows students to work in real time to create project assets, import media, and save their resources all in one place. Student contribution analytics and a progress bar keep teachers up to date. Solidly grounded in years of research, Project Pals is your all-in-one solution for student-centered inquiries and group projects. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We are thrilled to be joined by Sean and Devin Young from Classcraft. These guys are second-time guests on the podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, boys. Thank you. Happy to be here. I think you, you're tied uh, for the record with Noah Noah Geisel. If you know know him, mm-hmm. uh, you're both you're both two time guests. It's uh, it's fun. We love you guys. We do too. Thanks for the opportunity. Same. Yeah, totally. Uh, so so stunningly uh, and maybe disappointingly, there might be people out there who haven't listened to the previous episode that you guys were on, and maybe they have not heard of Classcraft. Uh, I. I They'd have to give their heads a shake a little bit, but you know, whatever. <laughs> we'll we'll forgive them. So so why don't you why don't you guys give us the Classcraft 101? What are you guys doing? Uh and and uh and what's what's Classcraft all about? Sure. So uh, this is Sean, by the way. Um and just for listeners out there, in case you don't know, Devin and I are brothers and we uh co-founded Classcraft together. And uh, Classcraft is a, it's a program that turns going to school into a game that can be played all year long. So students come to school, they, they experience uh, experience the, the idea of coming to school as a game. They play in teams, uh, they gain powers that are real so they can do things like hand in homework late or eat in class. And really the experience is designed to help students learn together and become better humans. Um, points that help students level up or things for behavior, academics, SEL. And then from there, we're able to really leverage student engagement to drive powerful analytics to help teachers and administrators really understand what's happening with students beyond their grades. Um, So students have more fun when they go to school. They have better relationships with their classmates and are ultimately being taught in a more effective way because their teachers understand them better. And so, you know, it started off as a classroom tool and now it's become really a tool for, uh, you know, leveraging engagement across the entire school. And so really created a a new product category called an engagement management system. And so Mm -hmm. uh, leveraging the, the, the engaging mechanics of games across the entire school experience from the student through the teacher, through parents, through administrators. So it's we founded the company almost five years ago, and we now have 5 million students uh, in the platform in 75 countries. Amazing. It is it, it, it is a whole other thing. It, it's so much fun. Like, I mean, and I wouldn't be afraid to even just say that. Like, we talk about, we use good teacher words like engagement, but this is a hell of a lot of fun. And kids are having a blast in classes where this is, where t- when teachers really dig into this, kids are just, they'll go home and they talk about it and they can't stop talking about it. 
and then they come to school and they can't wait to get into it. We have a teacher. I've been actually exchanging tweets a little bit, uh, DMs with Devin over the last couple of weeks because we have a teacher who has picked it up and and is really digging into it. And I, I've never seen uh, her class as on fire as they are right now. And it's been super rad to, to see. It's so awesome. That really makes it worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys recently released the quest marketplace. Uh, can you tell us about these quests specifically? What makes them different than what you guys are already doing? I think the intention here is to really kind of um, integrate all aspects of the classroom into kind of the class craft experience, right? So there's a component of it that's like collaborative classroom management. There are tools to give a lesson uh, in front of a class. And then really when it came to curriculum, we were like, okay, well, what, what does that look like within Classcraft? And, and the obvious sort of fit was quests. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, something that kids are really used to, that it's really kind of a core gaming component. And so, um, you know, there's a sequence there, there's things you need to do. Um, and so when we started adapting that idea to, um, to Classcraft, really we were thinking, okay, well, in the context of education, um, you know, Teachers have lesson plans. How can we uh, enable them to turn those into adventures? And so, uh, so the quest functionality in Classcraft really is, a, is an authoring tool uh, to take existing curriculum and then um, make it uh, gamified, but also um, there are mechanics within the system that allow you to start creating self-paced, personalized learning experiences for students. So really um, allowing a student to move through the quest that a teacher will either import from the marketplace or create on their own. Um, and then based on their level of mastery, it starts becoming a choose your own adventure, right? And so um, so there's no stigma around like having to do more work because you don't understand, say, you know, some concept in math. It's that my adventure kind of went that way because that's actually where I'm at. And so, um, so it's something that we were excited about. We've been thinking about it for a couple of years. I uh, finally rolled it out uh, about a year ago, the quest functionality. And in a year, we had about 100,000 quests made and uh, 3 million homework assignments handed in. And so um, at the end of the school year, last school year, we we're like, we should definitely start thinking about making a marketplace and make it easier for people to share things. And so, um, so yeah, so there's been a lot of, um, you know, infrastructure that we're trying to put into place basically to make this easier for teachers to, to share with their students. This is so amazing. I, I just love the concept of the quests and, um, there's some special quests, though, that you guys made in the marketplace related to ISTE 2018. And can you tell us about the Questathon and what you've done since? Yeah, there's been a lot there. Uh, we we got a bunch of folks. I think you guys actually were there. We just uh, released a Questathon um, where you guys were involved in, in sort of um, setting up the inspiration for it. The idea was to bring um, kind of uh, teachers that were really familiar with Classcraft and, and other folks that um, were just really uh, excellent teachers and to get them to create a, an adventure, right, or a storyline uh, in about an hour and a half, two hours. It was the first time we were doing it, so folks kind of got the, the you know, broad strokes down, and then uh, we've since had to kind of go back and, and rework it a little bit just to complete it because it takes a little bit of time to make Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, the idea is that we're uh, we're we're creating our own stories essentially within Classcraft, and so um, something that hasn't been released yet, but we're working really hard on, Exciting. is actually uh, the Classcraft trailer. 
Um, and what that's going to do is, is really launch um, kind of Classcraft's IP in general. So it, like we have a whole world basically that we've been uh, building out uh, kind of in the background. And so we're getting to the point where we're going to be uh, really sharing quests that fit within that world for teachers to then map their content back onto. And so, um, so I think it's going to be pretty compelling. Like we're really looking at it as each school year is going to have like a season. So season one, season two, season three. Such, such a good idea. Yeah. And so I think it'll make it exciting for students to come back at the beginning of the school year and, and, you know, see what happened next in Classcraft and that there's new quests and things like that to, to check out. So, uh, so the quest design kind of fits within that, basically in that story world that we're developing. And so we, we, it's kind of, they're kind of like side quests essentially to the main one that we're making. And so, um, so we've been releasing those slowly over the fall and then the, the trailer is going to come, I think in the next month, month and a half, something like that. So there's, there is the, the quest that we um, created in at the Questathon, which was a rad experience. It was so fun. Um, it has been released and you guys are doing something special with it in uh, collaboration with the folks at Pledge Sense and uh, it, it related to the Teachers Are Professionals movement. So let's um, give us a rundown uh, on your involvement with um, the quest specifically that we're talking about and maybe a little bit of a rundown on on teachers are professionals for us i guess so teachers are professionals is really a uh it's a movement i would say um and you know there's a lot of uh interesting people involved um you know alice keeler's involved uh the group the andy over at at pledge sense is involved we're involved there's a educators are involved and really the idea with the 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 campaign and the movement is to get to a place where uh entire industry can recognize that teachers are professionals and and that's like the name of the campaign right so it's pretty obvious what does that mean what it means is that you know teachers shouldn't be paying for things out of pocket they Mm -hmm. should be uh they should be they should have business cards they should uh be able to uh, go beyond just, you know, <laughs> being an employee of a school and, uh, you know, self-sustaining their own activities within their classroom and really be supported by the ecosystem, but also be able to, you know, share their practice, um, you know. And so it's really about empowering teachers and giving them a voice. And, you know, as an educator myself for, uh, you know, a decade really, really wholeheartedly believe in, in that approach. I think that there's a, there's, there's a a real need and a real opportunity to, to give back, uh, I don't know, I I feel like calling it, um, more nobility to the profession where, Mm -hmm. uh, teachers aren't taken for granted for their work. They work really hard, you know, it's often underpaid work. Um, but it's really critical to the foundations of our society. And, you know, Classcraft's mission is to, redefine what school is through play and, and engaging experiences. But really like a lot of that goes through teachers. And so, you know, our mission is only going to succeed if, if teachers are empowered to be able to succeed in doing that as well. And that's why, you know, we're, we're so involved and want to support the movement. Um, and so we, uh, we wanted to find a way to be able to give back to, to teachers. And, and that's where the, you know, the, the, 
the interaction with Questathon and this quest and, and how we're uh, contributing to teachers fundraising campaigns is is all coming together. Maybe Devin, you want to add to that? No, that was perfect. I mean, that's basically it. I think we, we, you know, um, we really believe in the work. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so stupid after Sean sort of saying it so eloquently, but I think that like, you know, um, and it's important to sort of, uh, you know, um, really show up in a meaningful way, I think, for folks. And we try to do that with students a lot. And it, we saw this as an opportunity to do it for teachers as well. Yeah, it's a, it's I always say and, and when we had Alice and Andy on during ESE, we talked about the fact that we even have to do something like this is astounding to um, to educators that, that are, you know, that consider themselves professionals already. Like we had to have a hashtag to convince people of that uh, is is something else. Uh, not only are you guys, you know, you've created the quest and and everyone who downloads it. Um, you guys are donating a dollar uh, to um, uh, you're you're actually funding people's projects on Pledge Sense, right? This is this is what you guys are doing with these quests. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not theoretical. You know, it's not about just like uh, oh, we'll we'll like tweet it out <laughs> and we're supporting the right. cause. It's like no, let's like let's put money towards this. Let's like actually, you know, I mean, I think that we're 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 obviously a company and we need to be able to like, you know, be sustaining and stuff. But at the same time, like we need to also be able to show up for the things that we care about. And I think that it's, it's good for our company culture and everybody that works with us to, to feel like, okay, like, the, you know, we are doing things that, that, um, yeah. you know, we're putting our money where our mouth is. So we're going to link the page in the show notes uh, for the, the, the quest, the specific one that uh, myself and, and Steve Isaacs created uh, at Questathon um, that was so much fun uh, or helped create uh, anyways. And we're going to link the blog post because on the blog post that you guys made, that's where you're sharing how much money you've raised and also where the money is going. And, and that's a lot of fun to see. I, 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 I hadn't looked in a, in a week or so after, after the initial rush. And then I looked on the blog. I, it might've been on Thursday or Friday of this week. And I saw that you guys literally like funded a, a project on pledge sense. And I was so happy totally. uh, to see, to see that the money was, you know, actually going to an actual thing for an actual person, not just into a pool of money for something, but you're actually closing off, fundraising um goals and that's i mean it's amazing um i mean it's so, really empowering for our team too because we're able to like yeah. support projects that we believe in as well not just like you know somehow this money will be used towards a good end but like actually have our our own team look we're looking at these campaigns we're yeah. looking at, at people's projects and, and supporting the ones that we believe in and and that's really part of uh being on the ground floor trying to do good, not just, you know, we're, we're operating at like, you know, a hundred thousand feet trying to transform education in a, in a strong and meaningful lasting way. And at the same time, we're also trying to do that at a hundred feet and connect with educators in their classrooms and help them, you know, succeed in their day-to-day -day work. Cause it, a, they need support and B, uh, it's really transformative to know as a teacher, you feel really isolated, right? You're always operating in your own classroom and, and to know that there's people 
out there looking at the work you're doing and supporting that is it can be really transformative for a lot of educators. And I think that by doing it this way, we're really able to to have that kind of an impact, you know, both broadly, but also, you know, very microscopically in one teacher's classroom. Right. hundred percent. Uh, so one last thing, and I'll tell you, man, we've been, I've been holding onto this little tidbit of information for, for a week or so. And, and very, very, um, practicing self-restraint. Uh, <laughs> You've been doing good. You've been doing I good. Mean, <laughs> That's hard. Uh, and I'm I'm not good at self-restraint. I, if you haven't, whatever you've sport. been feeling, I can tell you, I've been feeling it double. So, <laughs> so, so I guess th- this is the place to announce that you guys are um, you guys are a sponsor. The, anyone who is has listened this far literally actually just heard the Classcraft ad. We we actually haven't recorded it yet, but by the time they're listening to it, they will have heard it. And it's we're pumped. You guys are going to be a sponsor, um, and and we're super excited. We believe in Classcraft so much. We both love it. We both use it. We're both talking to people about it. Absolutely. And as you know, game players and and like I grew up my teen years were spent playing world of Warcraft. And, and I, I mean, I get this more than I've, there's no other tool that's resonated more with me as far as how we should be doing some things in the classroom than this. So I I couldn't be happier that you guys are, uh, are working with us and on board as a sponsor. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, for us, like, I don't know, you guys are doing the work, you know, (laughs) it's again, the same thing. If it's teachers in a classroom, or if it's, you know, trying to uh, share teaching practices and, uh, you know, empower folks to really uh, up their game and improve their, their craft. I think that that's really, I don't know, that's where that's the work we need to be doing. So, um, so it was a no-brainer for us, really, to just sort of partner with you guys and, you know, figure out how we could support the work you're doing. So awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, great. So you're gonna hear you're gonna hear us talking about Classcraft. They're gonna they're gonna keep telling us what they're doing, and we're gonna keep telling you guys. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great uh, partnership. Uh, Brothers Young, Sean, Devin, thanks for joining us. Uh, keep up the amazing work. Uh, we'll keep talking about uh, the Questathon quests and teachers are professionals. Uh, it's another thing that we've been involved in and trying to help as much as we can. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work. On Education is an on-podcast media production. My name is Mike Washburn. My co-host is Glenn Irvin. You can get in touch with us or ask us questions to answer on air by visiting our website, oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Glenn is at Irv Spanish on Twitter. I can be found on Twitter at Mr. Washburn. Our sound engineer is Jake Codeweiss. He's on Twitter at JK Radio. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be honored if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. This helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Schoology, for supporting us. Check out Schoology.com to learn how they can help you advance what's possible. Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome. See you soon.